Well, tonight uh, we're going to be talking and continuing about the history and authenticity of the Bible. Uh, so you can take out your Bibles and get ready. Uh, I, I enjoy when we get to share the Word of God together because it is the Word of God that will transform our lives. It's the Word of God, and we've got to get into the Word. Uh, some of us grew up with the Bible on the shelf, uh, but we're of age now, so we can get into the Bible for ourselves. And so when you come here on Wednesday nights, which we call Equip, it's to equip the saints for the work of the ministry. And the work of the ministry can mean serving in ministry. It can mean you being at home, at work, or wherever it may be. But really, it's so that our hearts can be equipped so that we can do what God has called us to do. And when you get into the Word of God, you're going to find that there's a difference in your life. And a, the kind of difference that you cannot do on your own. You know, sometimes you try to make your life what you want it to be, but it doesn't turn out how you want it to be. And you turn down these dead-end streets and only to find out that, that we need God in this life. And without God, really, we hit dead-end after dead-end. Only uh, until after a while, we'll, we'll come to the realization that it's, it's really about Jesus Christ. Some of us have a good relationship with Jesus. Some of us are learning about Jesus. But it really doesn't matter where you are in your relationship with Jesus right now. What really matters is you have a relationship with Jesus. That he's not just a God somewhere else and a, in, or something that's included in your life. That, oh yeah, I have this God, I have this belief, I have this philosophy, but then I add Jesus in also. There is nothing else. It is Jesus alone. And if you try to add other things in, then you're going to find that all those things pale in comparison to Christ. And that's why we need to be in the Word of God. It's so that we can, be, we, we can be equipped to do the works of the ministry that God has called us to do. And so when you get into the Word of God and you read it, we journal together. We, we write down the scripture, the observation, the application, and then the prayer. And then we learn together who God is. I don't know where, again, your relationship is with God, but He does. And the Bible says that He loved every single one of us. He so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son so that anyone who believes in Him will not perish but have everlasting life. And some people wait for that. They say, well, I know Jesus Christ, so when I die, I'll have everlasting life. But for now, I'm going to do whatever I want to do. Wrong. When you have a relationship with Jesus Christ... Then, then you follow him. That's what a disciple is. A disciple is someone who follows Jesus Christ. So we're going to follow Jesus Christ by getting into the word. But let's open up with some prayer, okay? Would you, would you bow your heads with me and let's pray? Lord, we do thank you for your word. That it is inspired by you. And we pray as we get into your word that we would learn together who you're making us to be, who you are, our relationship with you. Uh, things that you've been trying to get our attention uh, with and, and maybe we haven't been listening, but it will be through your word that you'll speak to us in such a way that it will give us power to overcome, power to be transformed. And that as your word is sown within our hearts, it'll accomplish what you set it out to do. So we trust in you. Holy Spirit, guide us. Be the guide unto all truth and show us the way because you said that you are the way, the truth, and the life. And so we trust in your words. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We can open up to Matthew 24, verse 35. And last week, Pastor Charlie talked about Kalua pig. Now, if you were here last week, and the reason why I bring that up is because he was talking about the authenticity of Kalua pig. 
versus just the way we sometimes do it today, rather than like in an emu. And when he was speaking about that, and he talked about taking the entire pig out of the emu, and then taking off the, the, uh, the chicken wire, and you had all the meat on top, and oh man, when he was saying that, I was thinking, you cannot talk about your food, Pastor Charlie, without bringing samples, right? So I'm going to try to schedule him again on Wednesday night, and have him talk about Kolo Pig, and do the emu. But when he was talking about that, it gave me a picture of God's word in its authenticity. And it's uh, and how authentic it is when we go back to its source. That when we get into the Word of God, it, it's not about what we think about the Word of God. It's what the Word of God already says. That regardless of man's opinion, the Word of God is what it is. You can't change what His Word is. People have tried to make other Bibles and they tried to uh, bring in uh, other uh, prophets and other things to add to the Bible. But that, that's not... Of the Bible. It's not of God. Other religions are birthed because of the supposed uh, person seeing a vision from an angel and then bringing up this other religion. And, and, and the Bible tells us plainly, not even angels, if, you, if there's an angel that speaks anything other than the gospel of Jesus Christ, let them be accursed. So it comes back to the word of God and what Christ is saying. You and I live in a world full of technology that we can get any answer just with the push of a button or with the touch of our finger. And it's always with us. If you have a smartphone, you can just get any information that you want. And if you don't know the Word of God and you're trying to figure out something in your life, you don't know what is truth. It'll sound good, but is is it the Word of God? And I believe every single one of us, we want to know what is truth and we do want to follow Jesus Christ with all of our heart. We don't want to be led astray. And so in Matthew chapter 25, excuse me, 24, 35, it says this, Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. See, I like that because God is saying that his words are forever. It's eternal. Once he speaks it, it's a done deal. You can't go back on it. You can't change it. It's already a done deal because he's eternal. Mankind changes over the years. Our history books have changed over the years. Our math techniques and methods have changed over the years. But God's word never changes. When he speaks it, it's a done deal. Why? Because he's eternal. He's not stuck in time. He's eternal. So when he speaks it, it's a done deal. Pastor Charlie also brought up prophets and when prophets would speak or if they speak of God. And, and uh, what do we do when, uh, when someone says, this is of the Lord. And they'll come to you sometimes and they'll say, you know, God said this to me. But you feel, well, how come he didn't say that to me? And I've had people say that to me. You know, the Lord said this. And I'm thinking, "Mm, no, he didn't. It's not what the Bible says. No, this is, I, I was praying and fasting for you. I said, I didn't ask you to. But the Lord said this. I said, you know what? And, and I've, I've actually done this. This one guy came up to me and he said, you know, I was praying for a while. And, and the Lord said that there's going to be a big tsunami that's going to hit this island. And because we have the acreage, we need to start building up all these things to house the people. And I said, wait, are you speaking of the Lord? He said, oh, yeah, God showed me this. That, uh, and, and a couple other prophets. And I'm like, okay, I'll listen and I'll take it to the Lord. And so they gave me the whole outline of it and they gave me the date. And they said it's going to happen June 2010. We're supposed to be wiped out. 
Now, we did have a tsunami in March of 2011, but that June 2010, nothing happened. Give me the exact day. And, and this is what I ended the conversation with. I said, okay, by you saying you're a prophet, and that other person that you're listening to, they're a prophet. Can you, can you go back to the Word of God that says, if this, if this does not come to realization, if it doesn't happen, then that means you're a false prophet. Oh, no, no, no. We're just saying that the Lord is saying that this is going to happen. Yeah, I understand that. But are you willing to pay the price for saying what you're saying, that you're a prophet of God, and if this doesn't happen, that you're willing to pay the price of saying you're, no long, you're not a prophet of God if it doesn't come to pass? Are you willing to? And they said, well, you know, it's not, it's not. And they said all kinds of other things. I said, look, seriously, if you're not willing to pay the price of a prophet, whether it's Old Testament, stone you to death, or where Jesus says, then they're not a prophet of God, then don't listen to them anymore. It's up to you what, which way you want to go. All I know is, if you're not willing to pay the price of what you're saying, why should I? Then the conversation went into some other things, and, and, and that was it. And, then, and, and I did take it to the Lord, and it was a little fearful when that day was coming up because I was thinking, oh, man, if it happens, then he's going to come to me and say, what I tell you, you should have listened. Now look. And so, but I really did take it to the Lord, and the Lord says, no, no, that's not how I'm speaking to you. You go back to my word. And if it doesn't line up with my word, then don't receive it. People will come to you with many things. They'll say all kinds of things. People will knock on your door and, and give you all kinds of things. If you don't know the word of God, you're going to take in anything. And you're not going to know what to say. People will come to your door. They have everything set up, what they're going to say, what questions they're going to ask, what answer to give. And they know what answer you're going to give, so they know what afterwards to say. And then you're stuck. You're saying, I don't know what to believe. Go back to the Bible. Get into the Bible for yourself. And dig deep in the word of God. And you might not feel prepared that first time. And they will come up to you and you may feel like, oh yeah, I'm ready, I'm ready. Yeah, I was in the word of God and they'll come. Oh, so, uh, do you know about paradise? Paradise, 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 paradise. And you, you won't feel like you're ready. But it's not about trying to prove someone wrong. It's really about building your relationship with the God who loves you. It's not why we read the Bible. We don't read the Bible to corner someone and tell them what they do is right and wrong or what their lifestyle is like, that it's right and wrong. We read the Bible so that we can build our relationship with God. No other book does that. No other book will do that. Religions that bring up every book that's not of the Bible, it doesn't have anything to do with your relationship with Jesus Christ. It's not for salvation. It's more for religious purposes. And we want to learn about our relationship with God. We want to learn how we can develop this relationship with Him and how we can dig deep in His Word so that as we do, then we draw closer to Him. Some of you memorize Scripture. Some of you, uh, you'll you have a, a Bible app on your phone or your iPad or some uh, device and you can get into the Word of God. Whatever you do or however you do what you do, so long as you're getting into the Word of God, we've got to get it into our hearts. There's a man who... Uh, who was on this um, kind of like an excursion or this tour. And he went to this uh, one place and, and the guy was handing out Bibles. And so he handed this guy the Bible 
And he was a pastor teacher, and he, and he said, oh, what is this? And he said, oh, it's the Bible. And there's the, there's the Old Testament, there's the New Testament, there's the Book of Mormon, there's the uh, doctrines and covenants and pearl of great price. And so this guy opens it up and he says, wait, there's something wrong with it. And he said, no, 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 there's nothing wrong with it. He said, there's, there's no Old Testament or New Testament. The guy said, oh, well, we figured everybody has that. So you can just take this Bible and, you know, you can read this one. He says, well, why are you trying to add to the Old Testament and New Testament? And he says, no, this is, this is a part of the whole scripture that God gives to us. It's all the scriptures. These are just the missing books. This, this one is from an angel who showed to uh, Joseph Smith. So take this one. And so uh, this is going to be the book that you're going to follow. And then the guy said, wait a minute. Does not the scriptures bother you when it says that even if an angelic being preaches anything other than Jesus Christ, let him be accursed? Does that not bother you? And the guy said, well, well, you know, it's, it's just how we do things. And, and kind of just went off the subject. And, I, and this guy left there thinking... Many people are being duped because they don't know the Word of God. That we just receive anything because it sounds good and it looks good and we think it'll help us. But do not be deceived. Get back to the Word of God. It's important that we stay in the Word of God and we understand the Word of God. I think many of us, we want to know God's voice. We want to be in the Bible, but we feel that we just don't have the time to read the Bible. And we don't know what to do because we get up in the morning, first thing in the morning, we're getting dressed, getting ready for work, and we're out the door. Then we're thinking, I'm going to read during lunchtime. But lunchtime comes, your friend wants to talk stories, so you talk story with your friend, and you're thinking, ah, I'm not going to be able to read the Word. Okay, when I get home, first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to read the Bible because nobody's going to be home. But then you forgot. Your spouse was off that day. You got home, and they wanted to have dinner, so you eat dinner, and you think, ah, I'm going to read it later, after after dinner. And then you guys watch TV together, or you jump on the Internet, or you jump on your iPad, or whatever gadget you have and then you think oh no i'm gonna read right before bedtime and then finally ah, i can get into the word of god (laughs) that's so that's such a common day and then we do the same thing the next day and god is saying wait a minute you you don't you don't go into my word as a like a, a side thing it's a relationship you, you don't build your relationship that way with other people. That's not how you do it. It's like if you were getting married. You don't go to your spouse and say, you know, I just got to work today. I know we can get married at 1 o'clock, but I'm going to work today. Uh, and, then, and then I'll come for my lunchtime. And then lunchtime comes up, oh, but I was hungry. So I'll go, you know what? Oh, honey, uh, you know what? I'll be there. And if I'm late, just start without me. I'll be okay. No, when you're getting married, you make sure you're not doing anything else. Then standing at that altar and saying, yes, I do. Hopefully you say that. But that's your whole, you, you set everything on the side for that very moment. And it's like our relationship with God. It's like you're saying, no, this is my time with the Lord. And however you're going to spend time with the Lord, you just make it happen. For some of us, it takes time because of discipline or, or, or maybe you're like me, ADHD, and everything will distract you and, and you're, you just can't keep still. Some of you, what would help is an audible Bible. It reads to you and you can follow along. That helps you to stay on track. And it's pretty cool because they have like sound effects in the background. You can hear the chickens. And you can hear the cows. So it kind of puts you in the, in the setting. 
And then you close your eyes, but you, get, you just got to get past the, and, and, you know, the, the voices of the people. And why else thou, Peter? Why else did you come to me? And, you know, they'll have the different voices, but it's okay. You just use your imagination, and then you read along with it. And I tell you, what it does, it, it changes us from the inside out. Because it's the Word of God. Figure out a way to get into the Word of God. Don't just say, I don't have time. Figure out a way. Go get CDs, play it in your car if you have CDs. Any of you know what that is anymore? From your phone, if your phone is playing and it's Bluetooth to your car, then connect that. Get into the Word of God. Find a way. We live in a world where technology gives us no more excuses. Who do you think is behind technology? Yeah, God invents the best things. But are we using it for our relationship with Him? And he says, no, you get into my word because it's going to transform your entire life. Turn to Hebrews 5, 11 through 14. We're going to read that. Hebrews 5, 11. It's in the New Testament. And this is what it says. There is much more we would like to say about this, but it is difficult to explain, especially since you are spiritually dull and don't seem to listen. You have been believers so long now that you ought to be teaching others. Instead, you need someone to teach you again the basic things about God's Word. You are like babies who need milk and cannot eat solid food. For someone who lives on milk is still an infant and doesn't know how to do what is right. Solid food is for those who are mature, who through training have the skill to recognize the difference between right and wrong. Now, what I'm about to ask you is just a a quick survey, okay? It's not to condemn anyone after, okay? But how many of you have been a Christian or have been following Jesus Christ more than three years? Just raise your hand. Just more than three years. Look around the room. Just look around. Look around you. More than three years, you've known Jesus Christ. You've been walking with him. More than three years. Okay, just look around. You need to look around. Go, look around. I'll give you like 10 seconds to look around. Yeah, if you're next sore, then just kind of move your whole body. Okay, real quick. Okay, you can put your hands down. So three years, watch this. The disciples walked with Jesus Christ for about three years, and they changed the world. Three years. And they kept following Jesus Christ. And what the Bible is saying is, there comes a season in our lives where we got to step it up. We just got to step it up. That if we're sitting and just listening and not applying anything or even doing the ministries of God, he's saying, how long more? How long more do you want to walk with me? And that's it. It's like God is saying, I'm equipping you to do extraordinary things. But here's what gets in our way. We think of what other people will say. We think of our past, we think of our mistakes, we think of our flaws. And God is saying, wait a minute, don't you know I know that? Don't you, that's why you need me. That's why you need the Holy Spirit, because he's going to guide you unto all truth. Truth needs a guide. Why? Because we don't know what truth is. If we follow our own hearts, where will we go? We'll end up in a ditch somewhere. We don't know where to go. The Holy Spirit will lead us. That's where our trust comes in, that we trust the Holy Spirit. Yeah, but uh, if God does A, B, C, D, then I'll do these things for him. What more do you need than the death of his son? You have, a, you have potential more than you know. That Jesus took 12 people who were from all kinds of lifestyles. 
And even more than 12. There was a harlot who followed him. There was a prostitute who came to know him. There were, there were Roman guards who came to know him, that followed him, that changed their world. And you think you have issues? Jesus is saying, you have more in you than you realize because my spirit lives in you. And he's saying, it's time for you to rise up so that you become spiritually mature. No longer eating or drinking milk, but now you're eating solid food. Well, what is solid food? Solid food is for the mature who, because of practice. See, what separates someone who is mature and someone who is immature in their spirituality is not how much they know. It's how much they apply with how much they know. I can know the Bible inside and out. But if I apply none of it, what good is that? I can even believe in Jesus Christ. But if I don't follow him, what good is that? Even the devil believes in Jesus Christ. But he never applies what the word of God says. He uses it towards other people. He uses it and changes it. He uses it to condemn other people. But it's those who are mature who, because of practice, have their senses trained to discern good and evil. I believe we all have inside of us that potential that only God can see that he wants to bring to life. I just came back from uh, Florida. It was our Foursquare convention. And while I was at Florida, uh, you know, I'm praying and I'm saying, Lord... There's just an uneasiness in my soul. And, and what is it? I, 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 I'm wrestling with something, yet I don't know what it is. And I came to the realization that it had to do with the vision of this church. And I said, Lord, I understand the vision of this church, but I feel I don't own it yet. And it's been three years. And I said, Lord, can you speak to me what you want me to do that's in accordance with who you are and in accordance with your word? And it was, it was very simple and crystal clear. He said, the basic vision of this church is to reach the lost one relationship at a time. Simple. To reach the lost one relationship at a time. That tells me that you're included. That this, the vision of this church is not about me. It's about the kingdom of God Jesus Christ in who God is and this church in who he's making this church to be. You're included. Don't exclude yourself because of what you may think about yourself or what other people may say about you. You're included in this. You're to reach the lost one relationship at a time. It could be your spouse. It could be your children. It could be a co-worker. It's just one relationship at a time. Yeah, but I don't know the Bible. Neither did the disciples because many of it weren't written yet. But they knew Jesus. And that's all they needed. In fact, the scholars would see them and they would say, you know, these guys, they're uneducated men, speaking of the disciples. They're uneducated men. What what background do they have in, in talking about these things? They're uneducated. But the Bible says they recognize them as men who are with Jesus. Academics are great. It helps. Bible school is great. It helps. But nothing better than an authentic relationship with Jesus Christ. Nothing better. I'd take a relationship with Jesus Christ over scholars. Any day. 
And Jesus says, it is my word that I give to you that will help you to grow in this relationship with me. The effectiveness of prayer is found in John 15, 7. And this will help if you turn to John 15, 7. And it says this, if my words abide in you, Jesus said, you can ask whatever you want and it will be done. You can ask whatever you want and it will be done. Why? Because his word abides in us. In other words, we're already connected to him. So whenever we ask because his word abides in us, then our whole prayer life will be designed and, and, and directed by God himself. It wouldn't be of us. So when we ask of things, we're actually asking of the things that are of God. Not things that are for us. It's the things of God. John, uh, turn to First John. I know I'm telling you to turn all over the place, but I'm doing that on purpose. So you get to know your Bible. You might think, I don't know where that is. Just go back to the table of contents. Nothing wrong with that. Use the table of contents. That's why it's there. First John chapter 5, verses 14 and 15. First John chapter 5. Verses 14 and 15. It says, This is the confidence we have in Him, that if we ask anything according to His will, He heareth us. And we know that if He hears us, we know that we have the petitions that we desired of Him. That's so important for us to understand. That He hears us. Because the confidence we have is not in ourselves. The confidence we have is in Him. In terms of enablement with victorious living, some of us are, are wondering, how do I get over this, this condition, this, this habit, this uh, 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 lifestyle? How do, I get, how, do, how do I become victorious in this anger problem I have or, or uh, this pride that I have? Or how do I become victorious in general over sin? How do I do that? Well, it all comes back to the Word of God. That's where we're victorious. Psalm 119, verse 11. Your word have I hidden in my heart. What is that for? It's so that I can uh, quote scripture? Is it so that I can uh, let people know that I know the Bible? What is it for? It's so that I might not sin against thee. See, when we bring God's word into our hearts, it's not just so that we know the word of God, so that we can quote scripture and, and things like that, but it's so that we stay right with God. So when his word is inside of us and we say to him, I, I, I believe that you're doing something in me. I'm going, to, I'm going to stay close to you. I'm going to put your word in my heart. Because when your word is in my heart and certain things come up and I don't know what to do, it's your word that is living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword that will be able to help me in this decision that I need to make. Because it's in my heart. It's not on, it's not on the, a paper. It's in my heart. I put it there. See, I've, uh, I, I've read many books by different people. There's uh, uh, books by Shakespeare, and it's, it's great, very inspiring. Uh, you read certain books by maybe uh, sports athletes or actors or, or maybe a, a musician or, or someone, and, and it's very inspiring. And you'll read it, and you'll think, boy, if I can, if I can just do this in my life, it would be great. And although inspiring... And it helps us to do certain things. It doesn't save us. It's not salvation. There's only one book that brings us to salvation. And that's the Word of God. 
It's His Word that saves us. When we confess with our mouth and believe in our heart that Jesus is Lord, you shall be saved. There's, there's, a, there's a reason why God gives us His Word. This Word changes our lives. And when we put this Word in our hearts, and we're struggling with other things, the more we put this in, the more it pushes everything out. So after a while, you're trying to stop doing other things. You don't have to concentrate on stop doing other things. You don't have to concentrate on stopping doing all these other things. You just concentrate on the Word of God because it's the Word of God that will destroy whatever it is you're trying to stop. You can't do it on your own. I can't do it on my own. But if the Word of God is in there, it will do that. It'll do what we cannot do. And so when the Word of God is in my heart, oh, it does things that we, we, can, we can be sleeping and it's at work. You want to maximize the Word of God? Get it in your heart because while you're sleeping, God is still at work. God does not sleep. He's always at work. 1 Peter 2, verses 2 through 3. It says, As newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the Word that you may grow thereby. If so, be that you have tasted that the Lord, He is gracious. Now, you want to keep that word in your mind that he is gracious. Because we got to understand God's grace for us. Because there's be sometimes that you read the Bible and you're not understanding. Pray for God's grace. That God's grace will be over you. That as God's grace comes into your life, then you understand, wait a minute. It's what he did, not what I'm doing. It's what he already did on the cross, not what I am doing. It's going to be by His grace, not my doing. It's going to be by His grace. When we understand His grace, now we give grace to other people. God puts promises in His Word. John fifteen three he says that you are already clean because of the Word which I have spoken. Which means it's washing of the water. There's no other book like the Bible. No other book cleanses you like that. It's the Bible that washes us. I thought, no wonder the devil wants to find our interest, our interest somewhere else. No wonder why he wants to distract us from reading this word. No wonder why all kinds of things come in while we want to read his word. No wonder why it's hard for us sometimes to find time for the word of God. Because the devil knows that this is the only book that will wash our soul. Nothing else will. I want us to look at 2 Timothy Chapter 3, verses 16 and 17. Paul the Apostle is giving Timothy some instructions. And Paul the Apostle, Second uh, Timothy three sixteen and 17. Paul the Apostle is basically letting Timothy know that this book, and it wasn't, it wasn't written in its full form yet, but what he was saying was, the Word of God is the key to life. So he's telling Timothy this. And he says this to Timothy, All Scripture is inspired by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be adequate, equipped for every good work. Now, if the Bible, if the Word of God, all Scripture is inspired by God, profitable for all these things, then how do we know, because it wasn't, the the rest of the Bible wasn't written, how do we know what is included in that? 
Because if Paul is saying at that time, all scripture is inspired by God, then what books are supposed to be in and what books are not supposed to be in? Now, there are two verses, these two verses, we got to know when it comes to describing the Bible and its impact on our life. You can look at these two scriptures as the, it's the equipping scriptures. It lets us know what the Bible is capable of producing, what it's to do for every good work. But here on these two verses, there's a lot to look at. And when it says all scripture is inspired by God, what does that really mean? Because the New International Version says all scripture is God-breathed. That's what it literally means. If you think about God's word, that it is God-breathed, then that means that it has God's essence in these words that have been written for us. That it's not just any book that has been written. Now, some people would say, well, you know, the the word of God, okay, but it was inspired by God, but it was written by man. Man is is fallible. Man is uh, sinful. Man can make mistakes. Now, listen very carefully. I need you to catch this. I need you to wrap your your mind around this and write this down if, if you can write fast enough. I will say it slow, as slow as I can. The Word of God is inspired. The Word of God is inspired. Not the men who wrote it. The Word of God is inspired, not the men who wrote it. And this is very critical. Because it is the Word of God in itself that is inspiring, not because of how we feel. Not how the Bible makes us feel. Not that the Bible transforms my life and says, wow, this must be a powerful book because look, I changed. No, no, it's not, it's not a results book. It is a book that's already inspired with or without you. It's God's word. It's God's word that was breathed. It's him. That's what makes it inspiring. It's his word. So there's a word I want us to learn. And, and some of you know this word. Apologetic. Now, it's not saying I'm sorry. It's basically and, and used in this context of the apologetic uh, in being apologetic with the word of God that you're defending the word of God or it's, a, it's in its defense. That in this first two scriptures, in these two scriptures, there are only three Greek words in that opening sentence. We have the first Greek word, or the first word that is all, or it can also mean every. So when it says all scripture is inspired by God, or every scripture is inspired by God, that's the first word. Then it has the second word, which is the writing. Or all scripture, we can use writing, or in this case, scripture. It's actually the Greek word graphe. And that's where we get the word uh, like 
uh, graphic arts, uh, graphics. Uh, it's the written word. It's, it's being written down. So if you look at it in this kind of context, saying everything that is written or all that is written, graphe referring to writings. So every writing or all writings, which, and then the third word is the compound word, God breathed. So every writing that is God breathed. That's what it's saying. Every writing, God breathed. If we don't catch this first part and understand what this means, then we're going to miss everything else in the Bible. We're just going to read it for our benefit that we did our devotions. That I am in the Word of God. I'm 40 days in the Word of God. I did the Word of God. I never miss one day. Now, Praise be to God that we can celebrate those times because it's a good celebration. And it's a good habit to be in the Word of God. But if we're missing this point and we're just checking it off and saying, okay, I was in the Word of God, okay, I can go about my day. We're missing that it's everything that is written down is God-breathed. And it's for the very purpose of being inspired all in itself. doesn't need any help. Now, Whatever it is, if you think of all the writings, because it's saying all the writings are God-breathed, okay? But this was Paul's last letter, 2 Timothy. was his last letter, his epistle. That's his last letter in the New Testament. And yes, there's uh, Titus and Philemon after that, but it's not in chronological order. I think Titus, uh, like 62 AD or 66 AD, Philemon, 62. But 2 Timothy was 67 AD. So in the year 67, that's when Paul wrote the second letter to Timothy. The last words that someone says are very important. Remember Jesus' last words? It was the Great Commission. That all authority has been given to you on heaven and on earth. He says, now go make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And lo, I am with you always to the end of the age. Matthew 28. Last words mean something. And this was Paul's last words. And what he's trying to say to Timothy, he's saying, look, all this scripture, all of God's writings, all of these God-breathed writings, this is what you follow. Well, how do we know? Because uh, the, John was yet to be inspired to, to write First John, Second John, Third John, and the book of Revelation. So how is that included? This is what Paul was saying. He was saying, whatever it is, because there's still some writings to come, He says, all scripture, whatever it is, the total of it is God-breathed. So we got to find out what the total of it is. Because it's a very critical statement that Paul says, every writing is God-breathed. And it's very important that we understand what every writing means. Because although this word is inspired, remember, the men weren't inspired. They weren't sitting there and saying, okay, God, inspire me, inspire me. Oh. Then they write it down. That's how we would think that's how, how it was written. No, it wasn't written by them being inspired. The word of God is inspired. God breathed. So God used men to write the Bible. Yeah, but what if they're flawed? They are flawed. God is not. He breathed his word into life, and it's unchanging. 
I know because of time, we're going to have to continue later, but that's, we're going to continue later. And so don't forget where we are. We're talking about God breathe. We're going to close our Bibles and then we're going to pray. And then we're going to continue later. We've got to catch this, okay? This is very important for us. And call out the worship team. Gotta love this book. Gotta love this book. It's a good book. We're going to close in prayer. I do want to remind you, on this Sunday, we have our Father's Day uh, on our Sunday service. And the service times are 7, 9, and 11. Okay, so don't forget, 7, 9, and 11. And we're going to just have a wonderful day with our fathers. And our prayer is that we as fathers would step up and be the spiritual heads of the household, if not already. You know, many fathers have been stepping up and saying, no, I'm the spiritual head of the household. Not in an authoritative way, but in a leading way. Especially by example, that we're saying to God, you've called me to be the spiritual head of the household. I take that on. And with that comes God's anointing, God's hand on your life, that he will empower you to be the man of God he made you to be and to be the father that he made you to be. Before we close in prayer, I'm going to have the team to come out. I do want to thank the team. You know, I've been gone. And you know when you're gone from your house or your home, this is my home church, that you so appreciate people more. Not that I didn't appreciate you guys, but it's just, I'm so proud of this team. And some of you serve and, and you volunteer. I'm so thankful. Arnold, you have been doing an excellent job with the team. Uh, outstanding. Glenn and Curtis, Jared, Rob, all you guys. I would name everybody, but we got time. But thank you so much for all that you guys do. Can, we, can you just thank them for leading us? I get to be a part of this church. What a privilege. So let's pray together. Lord, thank you for allowing all of us to be a part of the body of Christ. And it's interesting that uh, as we learn about the Word of God, as we learn about your Word and as we apply it in our lives, it does something. It's not just any book that we read and then we're done. It's life transforming. Holy Spirit, thank you for being our guide. That when you speak to us, we'll follow and obey. Thank you, Jesus, again for for paying that high price that only you could pay for the sins of the world. And so we pray for this church that we would reach the lost one relationship at a time. That includes every single one of us. And we start with your word. For it is a lamp unto our feet and a guide to our path. We will follow you, Lord. And we trust in you. In Jesus' name we pray, and we all said, Amen. Amen.